Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. everyone, I'm Ross Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. How would you like to retire and then be criticized for doing so? I doubt that you would, but that's exactly what's happening now to Andrew Luck, a former, now a former Indianapolis Colts quarterback. And speaking of quarterbacks, you have the New York Giants, Eli Manning and Daniel Jones. And the media, who won't stop trying to create a quarterback controversy there. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right, first things first, Andrew Luck. I have to tell you something, folks. Here is a young man who's decided to end his career to retire because he was getting battered. And I'm not talking about bruises and little boo-boos. You know, torn labrums, had him out a year, lacerated kidneys, bum ankles now. A lot of issues. He's had enough. And a, a couple of things have happened, quite a few actually, when his announcement was made, and, and I really thought the way it came out sucked. I understand everybody wants to be first. And you've heard me say this several times. People are just too preoccupied with being first. You know, Adam Schefter of, the, of ESPN, you know, broke the story. It was like during the game. What would have been the big deal to wait till after the game? So the guy, when I say the guy, uh, Andrew Luck and the entire team on blindsided right there with something had to be addressed on the spot. And then you got the fans in Indianapolis booing Andrew Luck as he's walking off the field. Booing Andrew Luck. I would have thought... The opposite, that they would have stand, stood up and cheered Andrew Luck. A guy who gave everything to that team, everything that he had, fought through injury, busted his ass, had to sit out a year, came back. Not only did he come back, he came back firing bullets so much so that he was the comeback player of the year. And now he gets injured again. Don't know if it's an ankle. Don't know if it's a calf. He's battered, bruised. He's 29, and he's taken a beating, a physical beating. He also comes, you know, his breeding is pretty good. 
He comes from a football family. His father was a quarterback in the National Football League. And, you know, his father now is actually Oliver Luck is the commissioner of the of the XFL, who, by the way, um, if you check out my previous podcast, we had uh, Oliver Luck on. He's also very smart, is Andrew Luck. He's a Stanford graduate. He's got a lot of interests. Can he do other things? Sure. And forget the fact that, you know, he's leaving a lot of money on the table. When I say leaving on a table, he's got the potential, had the potential in his future to continue playing football and earn several hundred million dollars more. This is what I'm saying, several hundred. Let's say it was a hundred million dollars more. A lot of money's left on the table. And kudos to the uh, owner of the Colts, Ursay, for saying, you know what? How the hell? I'm, I'm not going to give them, you know, th- they were entitled. The Colts could get something like uh, 25, I don't know the exact number, 27, 30 million back. You know, stuff that was prorated, bonus, but they're not. They They could have done it. I want to boot him for doing it. Business is business, but you look a guy in the face, and the guy gave his all and everything, and 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 took off. Had to take off for a year. Not it wasn't a vacation because he couldn't play, and he comes back. Gave his all, and I'm hearing from fans and media. I'm hearing from fans and media, well, look where it leaves the Indianapolis Colts. What are we talking about? Look where it leaves the Indianapolis Colts. We're talking about a man's life. I I love when I hear, I I get a kick when I hear, uh, oh, but what about the team? Who's going to give a shit about the guy, any guy, if he can't walk when his playing days are over? What are you going to do, play violins and say, oh, but he gave a shit about the team? How could you boo? How could you boo a guy like that? I find it reprehensible. And you've heard me say it here before about fans. Fans are fans. They're fanatics. I've heard all these stories about, you know, fans complaining, and I've seen it. This guy didn't sign an autograph. This guy didn't do this. This guy didn't do that. You know, we got to sign this guy. We got to sign that guy. Got to make sure we give him the money. Why? Because you want him on your team. But the minute he's not any good anymore, the minute his talent wanes, the minute he can't cut it, you want to cut his ass and get him out of town. Why, Andrew Luck leaving, he's screwing up your fantasy teams, your fantasy league? Want to stop living in a damn fantasy, okay? Guy retired. 
He retired from doing something he's been doing probably since he's five years old, since he's a little boy, and playing Pop Warner football and through school and everything else. And he goes to Stanford and excels and comes as the number one draft pick. This guy was the real, not was, he still is the real deal. And he's given this up because he can't do it anymore. And all some stupid fans and some media people and, and are thinking about is, well, you know, he's doing it now, like two weeks before the season. Well, it's now when it's hit him, when he comes to the realization that I can no longer do this. If he would have known back earlier, prior to going to camp, that that was it. Okay, that's a different story. He wasn't keeping it a secret. He didn't say to himself, how am I going to screw the Colts? Aaron Rodgers said at best, fans booing was disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. And people are going to various quarterbacks and like to get their approval, be it Tom Brady. What are we talking about? It's a man's own life and his own family. Indianapolis Colts don't mean a damn thing to me. It's not my team. But it's a young man who's a terrific quarterback. You know, when he was out a year, I was rooting for him to come back. Just like when Peyton Manning, you know, sat out and he was coming back. You know, you want to see guys, anybody come back. But when you're that great and coming back, it really, you know, becomes a great story. So he came back. But he can't do it anymore. You know, how many times have we heard this? How many times have we heard this in professional sports from general managers? Pick your sport, be it baseball, be it football, be it basketball, be it hockey. Better to trade a guy a year too soon than trade him a year too late. You've heard that time and time again. Well, that, that's the kind of, that, that's how fans think. Can't do it now, let's get rid of them. So here is Andrew Luck. And, and I'm not even saying walking out on his own terms. Because he, he, he doesn't want to walk out like this. He doesn't want to leave. He's forced to leave by what has happened to him. Injuries have taken the toll. It's too much. And let me tell you something, folks. I am in locker rooms. I've been in locker rooms for 36 years. I am in the Giants locker room literally every day. When I get done today, I'm going, when I get done with this, I'm going to the Giants. And let me tell you something. I have seen, I see guys, forget about after games. I see him after practice, day in and day out, battering their bodies, taking a beating. I see him walking out of weight rooms, dead ass exhausted. Now, I'm not playing violins for him, but their bodies take a beating. 
It's a violent sport. You're a quarterback getting knocked on your ass by a 300-pound on-rushing freight train. It takes its toll. Believe me, you see a lot of these offensive linemen walking around after their careers are over with a gimp, with a slow gait. That's what happens when you're banging 300-plus bodies. It's like two dinosaurs in a prehistoric era. And then I was reading something yesterday. Well, yeah, this is complicated because, you know, when is he doing it? You know, he's Eric. Eric. uh, Andrew Luck is doing it two weeks prior to the season. You know, fans have a right to be upset. No, they don't have a right to be upset. It's not their life. It's unfortunate that they choose to live their lives vicariously through a team or through an athlete. That's on them. That's not on the athlete. You know, you hear all this time, well, the parents live vicariously through their sons and daughters. But that's their problem. But fans are living vicariously through, through the athlete. Pick your athlete, whoever you want. I don't care. Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter, Mike Trout, Lawrence Taylor, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Michael Jordan, whatever. Whenever their time comes to retire, they are entitled to retire when they want to. You have no right to question their retirement unless they did something illegal. Or unless they knowingly, and you knew and the world knew that they knowingly did something, I'll say fraudulent, where they were screwing a team on purpose. But other than that, you got no right. None. Especially from a guy who gave his everything. Hook, line, and sinker. Blood and guts to the Indianapolis Colts, and he gets booed. And 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 some of the stuff that has been said... It's it's just ridiculous. I mean, what I have seen and heard over the past few days is mind-boggling to me. You're talking about a guy, when I say gave everything, he gave everything. Not only did he give everything... But he was a model citizen for the team. A model citizen. He did it all, and he did it all the right way. Andrew Luck. And and now, people have the cojones to question This guy, 
who's doing it at the right time. He's leaving the team high and dry. What about the fans? How about this dope Doug Gottlieb, your, you know, talk show host and basketball analyst? How about the tweet that he came out with? Retiring cause rehabbing is, in quotations, too hard, is the most millennial thing ever. Hashtag Andrew Luck. What a schmuck. To which I responded, a moron statement. You know, back in 1966, Andy Koufax was no millennial. He was my idol. No millennial back in 1966. Walked away from baseball at the age of 30 after winning 27 games. Striking out 300 plus batters. Had a one point. Seven-something, I think, ERA. Won his second Cy Young in a row and third in four years. But his arthritic elbow was just too much. Never judge a man's injury. Jim Brown, he didn't walk away because of injury. He walked away at the age of 29 because he wanted to do something else. Gave his all to the Cleveland Browns. He's still arguably the greatest running back the league has ever seen. Walked away on his own terms. But when you start questioning a man's injuries, you know, uh, this this schmuck Gottlieb says, well, uh, the most millennial thing ever. For those of you who may not Remember a fellow who pitched for the Houston Astros, big right-hander, J.R. Richard. J.R. Richard, uh, I believe it was 1980. Trying to remember the year, but J.R. Richard uh, pitched in the All-Star game. Five days later, warming up, you know, just throwing on the field, he collapsed and had a stroke. Subsequently, he had like a 16 or an 18-hour operation because of blood clots in his neck. Obviously, he was never the same. But leading up to that, he had... Just right before he had the stroke, oh, doctor said, no, he's fine. He had been accused by the media, and then the fans jumped in as being a, you know, malingerer. Um, ah, he, he, he was a guy with an attitude. Ah, he was jealous of what his teammate Nolan Ryan was making. Ah, all this and that. Yeah, that's what he suffered. And then he... He had a stroke and almost died on the field. And then, you know, all those people pointing the fingers. Then they were hiding under desks with their fingers stuck up their asses. You never question. I learned that 
that day. You never question in this business. You don't know how somebody's injuries are. Or their pain thresholds or anything else. You don't think you don't think uh Andrew Luck has a pain a big pain threshold? Playing through what he played through and continues to play through? I think it's just disgraceful. I, I think it, it is just reprehensible that anybody would boo or question Andrew Luck over his decision. Just, just it's it's mind-boggling to me. That that a guy who was a credit to the game is a credit to the game. And quite frankly, his his injuries and what he's doing right now, it is a credit to the game because he's doing it. He's not being a dog. I can't do it anymore. I can't look my my teammates in the face and say, I can't do this anymore. It's not in my heart. I can try and hide it. But sometimes you just can't do it anymore. And then people say, what about the physical aspect? Well, the physical, the, the, the mental aspect, the physical ailments lead to the mental aspect. You know, it puts pressure on you. I mean... The the guy has had um, sprained shoulders, lacerated kidney, torn abdominal muscles, torn cartilage, concussions, shoulder surgery, shut down for a season, comes back, <laughs> wins comeback player of the year. And now he's dealing with the calf or ankle injury. He's had enough. He's got young kids, got a family, wants to be able to enjoy them, which we all do enough. Shame on each and every one of you who might be listening, who are questioning Andrew Luck. And don't give me that crap. Well, a player owes it to us. Owes you what? A player owes you. Here's what a player owes you. When he goes out on the field, he gives it his all. Andrew Luck gave it his all. Until he could no longer give it his all, he decided that was it. If fans and media don't like it, they can shove it up their keisters. All right? Plain and simple. And speaking of quarterbacks and media, the New York media will not give up until they get a quarterback controversy with the New York Giants. They will not give up. From the day, I'm going back to OTAs, 
the Giants made it very, very clear. Very clear that Eli Manning would be the starting quarterback this season. Very clear that Daniel Jones, the heir apparent, would be the backup. Now, let me remind everybody else, all the people, all the people in the media who are clamoring, keep asking these questions, well, well, Daniel Jones has looked so good in camp, but Daniel Jones is doing this, and Daniel Jones is doing that, and Daniel Jones is the heir apparent. Daniel Jones has to play, and, you know, we want Daniel Jones. We're, without flat out saying it, they're encouraging, well, Daniel Jones got to be in there sooner or later. Those are the same people who were screaming blue murder when Daniel Jones was chosen by the Giants with the number six pick overall in the first round. Everybody screaming. How the hell can we pick this guy when Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State was there for the picking? Dwayne Haskins, by the way, did not win the starting job with the Washington Redskins. Case Keenum did. All right? But I'm not even talking about that. The other day, Pat Shermer has said it till he's blue, big blue in the face. That's our quarterback. After the game on Thursday night, last it was last Thursday night. After the game in Cincinnati, on the the conference call the next day, he's talking about Pat Shermer is talking about Eli being the starting quarterback. Call question, member of the media. I think it was from the Newark Star Ledger. So you're prepared to say, Pat, uh, that um, Eli Manning is the starter? You heard like a pregnant pause and, and Sherman goes, what did I just say? They asked, was it a week or so ago? They asked um, owner, John Mara. I was standing right there, right next to him. Uh, your thoughts on the quarterbacks. Eli is a starter. I would feel, feel very, they were asking him how comfortable they are. Eli's a starter. I would feel very comfortable if Eli is our starter all season long and Daniel Jones never gets to play. That means we're doing well. To which right away somebody followed up with a question. You would be okay with Daniel Jones not playing this year? Well, yeah, that would mean we're doing okay. It's not a knock at Daniel Jones. Just like the second after the second game last season, that Sunday night game when the Giants lost in Dallas, the next day you could have opened up any and every paper. Giants made the wrong pick getting Saquon Barkley. They should have picked Sam Donald. They needed a quarterback. 
had the Bo- Saquon Barkley deal work out? Everybody likes Saquon now, huh? And now everybody, they're lining up to plan hickeys on Daniel Jones' ass. And to Daniel Jones' credit, he is a clone of Eli. He has the same disposition, easy going, but very, very, very smart. He doesn't bite, just like Eli has never bought. Never bought into any of the nonsense. That's why he's Eli, easy Eli. Eli's had a terrific camp, and for the few series that he's been in the preseason games, he's been he's done very well. So now everybody's talking about Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones doing this, Daniel Jones doing that. Don't you think? First of all. The teams in the preseason aren't game planning for Daniel Jones. Uh, let me give you an example. At the time that I'm doing this podcast, right now, the time I'm taping it, it's two days before the Giants are going to be playing uh, the New, New England uh, Patriots. Okay? So they're going to play the New England Patriots. So, you know, for some of you, you'll hear this. Right away when it comes out. So for some of you, you might hear it after they play the Patriots. But they're going to play the New England Patriots, and Daniel Jones is going to start. Do you really think? And I love Daniel Jones. I like the pick. Why did I like the pick? Nothing that I saw, because nobody saw a whole lot of uh, uh, of Daniel Jones playing for Duke. I liked it based upon what the Giants brass liked. I have faith in them. But do you think Bill Belichick's going to be game planning for Daniel Jones in a preseason game? And if he's going to game plan, do you think he's going to be game planning, game planning with his number ones out there? But the meat, I've seen it before. Go back to uh, Hostetler and um, Phil Sims. Meaty was eating it up. I'll go way back before I was even in the business. I remember when it was Richard Todd and Matt Robinson with the Jets. People love, they love a quarterback controversy. They just eat it up and they hang on every word. But you left the door open. You, he, he, there was a crack in the door. It's something about quarterbacks that makes everybody nuts. And when you allow that to make you nuts, you come out sounding like a putz. And that's what's happening with a great many members of the media. It's just flat out stupid. Eli's the starter. The heir apparent, Daniel Jones is the backup. Let the chips fall where they may. And I concur with owner John Mara that the best thing that could happen for the Giants is that Daniel Jones doesn't play. That means Eli is killing it. And I said this way back when Daniel Jones was drafted. 
You heard it here. I wouldn't be at all surprised. Barring injury. To see Eli Manning back next season. Not not in 2019, but in 2020 as the starting quarterback. Because that would have meant that Eli had a good season in 2019. And if he does, you will see him back in 2020. But right now, that is a wrap on here. In 2019, at least on this day, I want to thank you all for getting a load of this. And now I'd like to get a load of you. So let me know your thoughts on this podcast. You can contact me, as always, on Twitter at Russ Salzberg on Facebook. Also check out my website at russsalzberg.com. My thanks to the big man across the way, Crash, a.k.a. Mike Caragliano, to my outstanding OG Podcast Network producer, Tim Einickel, to uh, Dave Labrosi. Our 77 WABC program director, his outstanding assistant program director, Matt Dahl. And, of course, last but certainly not least, you people out there. Because without you people out there, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. And I'll see you next week. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.